Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash petty revenge. Our next Reddit post is from Small Potato. After college, I accepted a job across the country and moved in with a vague acquaintance I'd met a couple of times. It quickly became clear that we were not going to get along. He was incredibly rude and condescending, routinely making snide remarks about my intelligence since I had been in a sorority in college. He would instruct me how to redo all of my chores his way, always insinuating that I wasn't as smart as he was. This led to a few heated arguments, and we ended up basically avoiding each other. My room was in the basement, and he was on the second floor. Except for going in and out, I stayed in the basement to avoid him. One night, I returned home and my cat was missing. He is a huge fatty and never misses a meal, so I was immediately worried. I texted my roommate to see if he had let him out by mistake, and he ignored me. I looked everywhere in my room and in the common areas. No cat. I could hear that he was home, so I texted again, asking if he could please check his room. Just let me know if the cat got out by mistake. Again, no response. I couldn't search the neighborhood much after dark since we were in a pretty rough area, so I stayed up all night making flyers and online posts. I called animal control and my parents and probably had a massive mental breakdown. I figured the most likely scenario was that he had escaped and wandered into the road. Early the next morning, Saturday, I looked all over our neighborhood. Losing hope, I returned back home. Right before I went back down to my half of the house, I heard a faint, distressed yowl. I followed the noise upstairs and realized it was coming from my horrible roommate's locked bedroom. I phoned him repeatedly and waited several hours for him to come home, unlock the door, and let my poor cat out of his closet. No explanation was given, and cat being an OG fatty and also a jerk, there's no way he silently slept all night. Simply put, there was no way this could have been an accident. At this point, we had one month left on the lease, and I was able to make arrangements to stay with my family for that final month. Interestingly enough, our internet service was in my name. I paid the final month in full and loaded my stuff into a U-Haul. I gleefully unplugged and returned our rented router. And OG Fatty Cat and I left town a month early. Wouldn't you know it, later that night my phone starts blowing up with texts and calls. This man is looking for his missing internet. Somehow, I couldn't be bothered to respond. So obviously the guy totally deserved it, but what I can't get over is how stupid this guy is. I don't know how many of you out there have owned a cat, but in case you don't know, cat urine smells awful. It smells like really, really, really strong ammonia, and it's extremely hard to clean out. (laughs) So why would you lock a cat in your closet where presumably all your clothes are? Is that because you want your entire wardrobe smelling like cat pee? Because that's how you get your entire wardrobe smelling like cat pee. Our next Reddit post is from Restless Beeface. Buckle up, kiddos. This is a long and exciting ride. The year was 2006. I was a young, dumb girl that had gone and gotten myself married to someone completely wrong for me. He refused to work, and as a result of financial difficulties of us both being in school and only me working, we found us living with his mom. Let me tell you, that is every newlywed's dream. Over the course of living with her, every time I would buy myself a snack, my mother-in-law would eat it. It didn't matter what it was or where I hid it, she was a bloodhound for sniffing out things that I bought just for me. 
The final straw was one night. We had gone out to dinner at a cheesecake factory. I'd taken my slice to go and put in the fridge. I was going to have it after work the next day. The next day at work is absolutely horrible, and the only thing getting me through the shift is the slice of cheesecake I know is in my fridge. I go home and pop the lid off the container, and it doesn't look right. There are mother effing fork marks all around the outside perimeter of my cheesecake, like she could just sneak some off all around and I wouldn't notice. I was pissed. I went and handed it to her and told her she may as well eat the rest of it. Fast forward a few days and I'm at the pet store picking up some dog food. I'm standing in line waiting to check out and they have these little boxes of dog treats that look like the little red boxes of animal crackers you can buy for little kids. Now, it very clearly says on the front, Circus Animals for Dogs. Around this time, I've got the little devil sitting on my shoulder whispering in my ear, Do it. And then the angel pops onto my other shoulder and screams, Effing do it! So they magically end up with the stuff I'm buying. I drive home and leave everything in a bag all together on the kitchen counter. Several hours later, she comes into the room and says, I think there was something wrong with those animal crackers. They were the most awful ones I've ever eaten. I had to eat a whole thing of frosting with them just to finish them. All I said was, huh, and shrugged my shoulders. Wait, so this woman tasted a snack that she found disgusting and instead of thinking, ew, gross, I need to stop eating this. (laughs) She decides to power through and eat every single one? And what does she mean by a whole thing of frosting, as in one of those canisters of cake frosting? She ate an entire can of cake frosting in one sitting? Blah! <laughs> that's, that's, that's disgusting. I mean, I've never had a dog treat, but I just assume that most dog treats are enticing to dogs because they taste like meat. So this woman ate <laughs> meat-flavored crackers with cake frosting. This, ugh, ugh, this reminds me of a story my mom told me. She had this coworker who would keep a jar of mayonnaise and a spoon in her drawer. <laughs> yes, this is going, ugh, this is going where you think it's going. And when she wanted a snack, she would just pull out her lukewarm room temperature mayonnaise and swallow a few spoonfuls. And down in the comments, we have a similar story from Lily Gopipi. Oh man, this is the best post I've read all week. My brother and I did essentially the same thing with this kid who wouldn't stop stealing our snacks on the bus in middle school. This preteen imbecile, without asking, would snatch my brother's backpack from the seat behind us and root through it for food. He would then proceed to loudly complain to anyone listening if there was nothing edible or if he didn't like what he had stolen. We repeatedly told him to stop, but this continued to occur over the span of several months. So, as anyone would do in this situation, we decided to fill a bag of very enticing looking corn nuts with dog kibble and wasabi balls. For those of you who don't know, wasabi balls are the same size and weight of corn nuts, and you can't taste the spice until they've been in your mouth for about 3 seconds. The kibble was also the same size and weight as corn nuts. As per our previous observations, we learned that the kid would tear these bags open and pour about a quarter of the bag's contents into his mouth all at once, so we planned accordingly. We made a small incision at the very bottom of the bag, took out about half the corn nuts, and replaced them with the wasabi balls and kibble. We then used invisible tape over the incision to make sure the thief wouldn't suspect anything and shook the bag to mix the contents. 
In my opinion, it was great handiwork for two 12-year-olds barely passing math. The next morning, we were more than ready to enact revenge. Our plan worked seamlessly. When the kid took the backpack and stole the bag of corn nuts, we discreetly watched from the other side of the seat. He didn't think to look around while tearing open his fries. As hypothesized, he poured about a quarter of the corn nuts into his mouth. He chewed for about five seconds before he spewed the kibble, wasabi ball, and corn nut mixture all over the floor of the bus. He didn't even look at us, which was probably a good thing seeing as we were trying our hardest not to burst out laughing. Needless to say, he did not steal my brother's snacks after that incident, and he got in trouble for making a mess of the bus. I have many, many more stories about this dude throughout the rest of middle school and into high school, but this is by far my favorite. Our next Reddit post is from You're a Skater Hater. I'm a girl, and when I was in middle school, I would walk home from school since it was only a couple of blocks away. I was a bit of an emo kid, this was 2004, and I was quiet and kept to myself. Well, one day I'm walking home from school minding my own business when a group of guys from my grade, about four or five of them, ride their bikes past me. These guys were the popular preppy kids and were pretty obnoxious. They ride their bikes past me yelling things like what a loser I am and just making me feel like garbage. So I go home and I cried a little. But then I remember that our school had a student directory with students' phone number, address, and the parent's name. So I called two of the boy's mother. The other ones weren't in the phone book. Pretending to be my older sister and let them know what the boys said and how it made me cry. Both mothers were furious and apologized for their behavior. I felt pretty good that they would get in trouble. I thought it was over, but it wasn't. While my family is eating dinner, we get a knock on the door. My mom opens it and calls me shortly after. I go to the front door and I see the main boy who had been calling me names with his mom and he's crying. His mom forces him to apologize and promise that he'll never do it again. I guess the phone book works both ways and that's probably how they found my address. Thinking about it now, it was petty, but boy did that feel good back then. And the best thing about it is now the main boy has to keep all of his other friends in line as well. Because if the boys whose mom didn't get called continue to harass OP, OP can just call the mom again and said that he continued to harass her. Our next Reddit post is from Real Ovi. As a teen, I was a bad kid in school who always lipped off to the teachers and had a huge chip on my shoulder. I wish I could go back and treat people differently, but I can't. In 7th grade, I was really into skateboarding, smoking cigarettes, skipping class with my friends, etc. When I did go to class, I was disruptive at best. My music teacher, old Mrs. Grainer, had tried everything to get me to just shut up and leave her class alone. Meetings with parents, detentions, extra homework, she tried it all. Or so I thought. Every day in between classes, there would be announcements on the loudspeaker. What's for lunch, upcoming sporting events, academic achievements, whatever. On this day, the assistant principal was listing the 7th grade students of the month for different categories. Math, science, critical issues, and... The student of the month for music studies is... me. I froze in the hallway, sure I was just hearing things. Then, my friends started finding me in the hallway, just roasting me for being such a good boy, a teacher's pet, etc. I went to music class that day, and with the biggest grin on her face, Mrs. Greener said to the whole class, Stand up and give OP a round of applause for being such a great student in my class. I don't believe I've ever been more embarrassed in my life. 
even at 12, I knew what she was doing and that she had just completely owned me. I behaved the rest of the year in her class, and I like to think that taught me a lesson. Our next Reddit post is from Chunky Dunkerskin. I was about 12 or 13 and was babysitting my sister and her friend. They were playing house, and they found some empty beer cans that my parents had finished before going out. They asked if they could play with them, so I cleaned them out and let them have them. About two days later, my dad burst into my room screaming at me for giving a six-year-old beer. Mind you, I was still asleep when he burst in, so I was completely confused. Later, he showed me the empty cans in my sister's room and asked me why I let them drink it. I tried to explain the situation. They were empty. I rinsed them out and put water in them. He didn't believe me because my sister was so adamant about getting me grounded. It was summertime, so no phone time, no going out, no allowance, but I still had to do chores. And no backyard pool. Two months, mostly the whole summer, grounded. To say that I was ticked off was an understatement. So being older and wiser, I tricked her into a confession. I asked my mom to stand by the kitchen window. It was open and led to our porch. I asked my sister after a bunch of small talk, Why did you lie to mom and dad about me giving you beer when it was water? Her reply, snarky face and all, was, So you'd get in trouble? My mom flew out of the kitchen with a wooden spoon. This was well over 30 years ago, so this was much more commonplace than today. My sister got a spanking and was grounded, and I was repaid my allowance, plus some, and was allowed a pool party that weekend. I invited all the kids in the neighborhood to it, including my sister's friends. (laughs) She watched from her room all day. Now as adults we laugh about it, but man, kids can be straight up evil. Our next Reddit post is from TGW. This was nearly 10 years ago, yet I still look back and chuckle. I was working three jobs and going to school at night, while my emotionally abusive ex-husband was working part-time at one job. While I had cancer, he lost 100 pounds with extreme dieting because he said that he was sick of me getting all the attention. We were divorced near the end of January, which meant we were married for all the prior year. We filed for a cheap divorce since we didn't have any shared money, things, or children, so nothing was stated on how to file our taxes. In March, he called and said that his tax guy had figured out that if he filed his taxes as single, then he owed over $2,000. And if I filed my taxes single, then I would be paid $400. However, if we filed jointly, then we'd both be paid $450. He offered that if we did so, then he would pay the tax guy for his services and he would keep the $50 profit. At this point, my dad did my taxes for me for free, so there was absolutely nothing in it for me. I just said no and filed separately that afternoon. What kind of screwed up individual gets jealous of someone who has cancer? OP, I'm glad you're done with the cancer, and I'm even more glad that you're done with that X. That was r slash petty revenge, and if you like this content, then also check out my Patreon where I publish extra content. And follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcasts every single day.